to the Retired College Athletes Podcast, a podcast designed to inspire and inform current and former athletes who source and advice from retired college athletes. Today, we have Liz McKenna on. She currently helps former athletes establish clear goals so that they can continue to progress as leaders. And in this conversation, we're focused on the transition out of sport and how you can feel empowered in your transition out of sport. With that said, let's go ahead and jump into it. I can't wait to talk to you guys on the other side. how you got prepared to be a retired college athlete. I know like usually people, you know, have four years of eligibility. Some people have a little bit more depending on if they had a red shirt, but how did you go about preparing to be a retired college athlete? That's a great question. Cause I don't think I did. I had no preparation and it kind of was a moment of a big slap in the face. I thought maybe I had a grasp on it, Or I thought that I was very confident in where I was to move next. But when those next puzzle pieces started to unfold in a way that I wasn't expecting they would, it kind of hit a little bit harder a few months down the road. I think for me, my last race was my like, oh, well, that was all I had left. But then really deep down, I knew I had much more. So then it was kind of like a tumbleweed from there. Gotcha. So what did you think life after college would be? And like, what did it end up being for you? Yeah. So I was really set on going full into the major that I had studied. I was really looking heavily into PR advertising jobs. I was really giving the corporate world a go. And I ended up being able to go back into a place that I had previously had an internship with. And after a few months, it ended up being a position I was applying for just for the paycheck. And it really wasn't the passion-driven experience I was looking for. So while trying to get the paycheck and like, yeah, I'm going to live on my own, um, I was still always studying to be a personal trainer on the side. So like worlds started to collide, positions weren't given. So then I was kind of really pushed into going into where my passion was calling me. So it was kind of a matter of letting the course take its way, but I also like to have a strong hold on where my course takes me. So right, right, right. A lot of collision to say the least. Yeah, for sure. And currently you're a coach now at the collegiate level and you get a chance to see this transition firsthand uh, for a lot of your athletes. And so given what you know, like given your background and, and what you see every day, like what are some of the things that you see your athletes struggling with um, as they're heading into their retirement? I think the biggest thing, and I've even observed myself on this because I find it to still be a struggle, is having the full 110% confidence of making the decision you know is right for you. Not waiting around for someone to give you the okay, like how a coach will say, yes, I want you to do that for that particular set or that particular workout. I see it on the daily that I'm asked when it says choice on a piece of paper, they don't know how they're like, what do you mean choice? Like I thought I was supposed to be directed on exactly what you want me to do. So allowing that to then be trusted when real life decisions come your way, if it's not practiced on the daily, when something's so engraved, it's really hard to break that habit. And you almost find yourself just following the leader instead of being the leader. And a lot of times athletes, they have this drive to want to be the leader. 
And then they get themselves stuck in their own hole because they just don't know how to act upon it in a situation outside their sport. Right. And it's interesting because like I've done a little bit of research on this and there's actually a lot of research available about how like you would think like the athlete in the room or whatever would be the leader. Like they have sacrificed a lot. They know how to like work at high levels and under pressure. But what people don't realize is that a lot of our lives have been chosen for us up until that point. Like going to practice is not necessarily a choice. It is on the schedule and you need to be there. Like it's an obligation. And so to finally have the opportunity to make decisions for yourself, I definitely can think back on my time uh, as a recent grad or even Mm -hmm. sometimes today being like, you want to make the right choice and you're looking for validation because there was always a coach. There was always a parent being like, yeah, that's correct. And then deciding now like, oh, I actually have to make decisions that work for me. And I am the like, person who gives the okay like that's completely different it's scary and it's also being able to know that you can choose your own happiness it's like giving your own validation and knowing your worth but then when we've been engraved in a way of like someone has given me the pat on the back I've gotten my support from my team. And then once that little tiny moment of gratification has been done, it's like well chalk up onto the next thing like what am I now next worth for what's Mm -hmm. next for me to prove that I have the capability of continuing to set a standard. And it's like, sometimes the happiness in just the bigger picture life is just to literally just be, and to like, see it as like the sky is blue today. So enjoy it. It's totally different. So I'm like, I sometimes get myself caught in that still to this day. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, you've seen a lot. So like, that's one aspect. Is there another aspect that you see that like commonly pops up? Because now, I mean, now that I'm thinking back and with the people that I've interviewed, I feel like everyone's kind of like, if they haven't touched on it on the podcast, so we've talked about mm-hmm. it off the podcast in separate conversations, but what's something else that you see that pops up for them often? I would say when you're on a team, no matter what sport, everyone kind of plays a role subconsciously. And a lot of what happens is biting tongues. Like, oh, like that's the role. Um, I'm just gonna, like, what can I say? That's just, it is what it is. But if you really want to make a mark in the real world and knowing that you can now form your own team in regards to a way where roles are in more of a respected level, not saying teams don't have respect for each other's teammates, but it tends to not be as well organized. And that's just the level of maturity as well. I mean, who knows what professional athletes, how their dynamic is. I can't say I've ever been in that playing field. Uh, If I could, I so would. But I can even say that it's definitely like, you you know when to to hold back, but also know when to voice your opinion. Yeah. Don't be afraid to do it. This is a big one that I've seen and I would love to get your perspective given like the perspective that you hold. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of athletes and I, I just got finished talking to someone about this, but I know a lot of athletes have this issue where, you know, for a lot of your life working out has been kind of the job. Like when you go to college, your job is to be a student and then also to be an athlete. Correct. And then you leave and all of a sudden, like, you don't know what your schedule it's, it's very confusing. Like now you have legitimate responsibilities. Like your, your job now is work. Mm-hmm. And now like working out should be a, maybe a priority, maybe even a hobby, but definitely not work. It's not the main thing. And I would love to get your thoughts on like how you've seen athletes 
deal with that. I know you mentioned that you went into personal training, so I could imagine that that was a little different. And that is the job, right? But for a lot of us, that's not the case. And so what do you see, like, what have you seen in that realm? And what advice would you give to those struggling with that? The best advice is knowing that you have the ability to still create a season of your choice. Mm -hmm. Um, Athletes will always operate in some seasonal degree. There's always a time for something to escalate. And there's also a time for something to decrease. Um, We always know that there's an off season for something. And in reality, that's our time to take a trip, go plan seeing some family that you don't live close by to. Um, But then there's also a time where it's going to get us into gear where we feel our strongest and we're going to work towards something like signing up for a 5K and working at that for three months, seeing it through, checking it off the list and knowing like, yeah, I still have the capability of going from point A to point B. Um, It's also knowing that we are still following a program. We're creatures of habit. Why should we just then go around starting to pick random things in the air and be like, yeah, this is going to so work for me. Like, it, no, it probably won't. Um, there are weeks where you just need to pick something just to get something done. And fabulous. That is what it's going to serve you. That is what that is for. But then you also know it's leading you to continue going towards that one particular programmed event. Um deadlift, whatever it is you're working for. Um, so that's what I like to highly encourage. Cause if we just keep picking and choosing and at random, we're going to always feel lost and we right. don't like to feel lost. We like to be in control. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. And I think like that, that's good for like goal setting. I think, uh, it can be hard to get your bearings with goals because these are now your own personal goals. Like not to say that you didn't have those when you were an athlete, because even if you were on a team, you definitely probably had personal goals, but like goals outside of athletics can look different. And I know you talk a lot about that on your platform. So can you talk about like advice around setting goals? I know you had a post not too long ago, just asking about like, do you guys set goals? Like what is goal setting to you? And people's responses are always so different. So what's your advice around that? Yeah. So it's really understanding that there are different levels of goals. There's what we're used to is performance goals. And that's just seeing something that gets to a more defined degree and that it's gone from something that was a little weaker and it's now become more of a strength. Um, But there's different goals. There's goals of just mental clarity. There's goals of wanting to set time to walk outside because I work in the office all day. There's different levels of where you need to choose your happiness. And I think what's going to make you the happiest is when you know exactly what it is you're working for and why. So it's just really defining and getting clear with yourself. The hardest thing is to have to deal with your own self (laughs) and to work at it a lot. But I mean, who else is going to tell you other than yourself? So it's, it's becoming just very clear and knowing that not every goal has to be a hard one. Definitely. I think like something that has helped me as I've gotten older, I mean, I have to say like discipline and consistency are like bad words these days. Mm -hmm. Like those are things that people don't want to hear. And the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that those are like the key to most Mm -hmm. things. And so I think like when you're setting your goals, set them with the thought process in mind that I have to be disciplined towards it, which may seem like elementary, but setting processes in place that will make you disciplined, making sure that you are consistent. So sometimes it's not about like consistency isn't necessarily every day. Consistency is like 
whatever frequency you have set for yourself um, and sticking to that, like whatever promises you make to yourself, sticking to that. But I think it's super important that people set goals with like, I'm not sure if you've heard about this, but I don't, I don't, I don't even know what it's called, but yeah. I feel like a lot of people set goals that, are, that feel kind of short term. Like there are these like long haul goals. And when I say long haul, I'm like a year plus, like setting goals right. that are pretty far out because right. the thought process is that people will set goals and then they don't give them themselves enough time for them to actually work. Like you're not going to, you're not going to start a business today and then tomorrow be selling like millions of dollars worth in merchandise. Like that's just not how it happens. Correct. Um, But if you like, you know, even if you say like, I'm going to do that for a year and you're not where you want to be, it's like, well, in reality, most businesses fail within five years. So maybe your benchmark should be five or six years out, like setting goals that really do take you out to the long haul because it makes you realize in that moment is this really important to me anyway if I'm not going to be doing this later is it important correct and that's going to be a big ego check I mean for for us being just an athletically driven human it's kind of hard to uh give a little knock on the ego and be like are you really are you really where like you know you can be and where you want to be that right there i know for me like uh, i had a training session this morning from my coach who trains me with kettlebells she sees my pure emotions probably like no other person does And I like, I give fitness all my thanks to that because it just draws out things that I hold so tightly. And she, she didn't even let me touch a bell today until she was like, I think what your homework needs to be is just giving an ego little, a little knock, knock and understand like, is, are you choosing? Because you might feel like you're getting stuck but you have every right to choose. What is, what is it are you choosing? So that goes along with goals. Like, what is it are you choosing? Why are you choosing it? And is it bringing you bliss? Like, it just, those three questions need to line up and that's going to right there, just bringing the bigger picture. And like you said, is it for me? Is this really what I want? And if it's not, it's okay. Like that's right. A-okay if it's not. Right, 100%. I want to give you the floor to talk a little bit about what you do in terms of you help student athletes with this all the time. And so tell us about your platform, uh, how they can get involved and like what you're, you're helping them with. Absolutely. So currently I'm a division one swim coach at the university of North Florida. What I practice is what I preach. A lot of my student athletes, I mean, I've been able to work with them come the COVID season. I've had seniors in that class who had to graduate without a championships Um, they were very much set up to do so. And then just matter of fact, just couldn't happen just because of things that are, are, we hope to not have to have our world be under again. It's also a lot of transitioning of high school athletes coming in with not as much understanding of how to act as their own individual without mom and dad, without the support of just coming home and dinner being ready. And, It's a lot of just bringing the bigger picture to people who have very mainstream thinking of very tunnel vision thinking because they have a set goal. They're clear on it, but it's also knowing that the journey is there. So a lot of my coaching is bringing that bigger picture thinking. It's teaching them many lessons that they're not realizing that they're learning taking note of it, teaching observation. The only way we become stronger is knowing more about ourselves and seeing how we inflict upon other people. How am I as a teammate 
being towards the person in my lane or who I'm kicking the ball to or who I'm passing down the court. Like there's so many things to consider other than just what you're doing. And I think that allows you to appreciate the sport itself. So that's a lot of the information I tend to dive into. That's a lot of the conversations I'm always having. And it's a lot of conversations I wish someone had with me because I still have moments where I'll be too hard on myself and I won't know how to have fun. I think the only way that I can deserve fun is if I'm driving myself through a concrete wall and think it's going to knock down. So it's, it's really, really trying to continue what my moral is, is to lead by example. So I'm still learning. Everything that I'm still learning, I will dish immediately to who I work with because it's only a matter of time that they're going to experience it, but I want them to start thinking about it before it hits them. Yeah. And and so, you know, you like you said, you're still learning. What is one thing that you would tell your soon-to-be-retired college self now that you know what you know? And then what's something that you're learning now? Something I would wish to tell my soon-to-be-retired self was to, to have more confidence. You're stronger than you think. And you very well know it in your gut, but don't be afraid to show it. It's, it's not a wrong action. I know for myself, I'm always on the humble side and that's not a bad thing, but it's to a point where I will continue to sell myself short. So that's a way I wish I knew just taking on that senior year with all the confidence and more and not having a doubt to hold me back. That's definitely, and knowing that I might not get the support from the people closest to me and that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's something I would definitely have told myself in the past. And uh, something I'm still learning now is choices, making the choices, knowing that even if I were to call my mom and dad and they were to give me a particular thought of their opinion, it's very well respected, but they're not even with me attached to my hip every part of the day. So it's also knowing like the advice that you're given is great advice in particular ways, but it's still up to you to make the choice, whether no, what, no matter what anyone says. So that's, it's scary, but it's something I'm very well learning and you only become more confident with knowing how to make those choices. So it definitely can can uh, still be a lesson learned. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean, you had like earlier mentioned that that's something that you see the, the student athletes that you work with struggling with. And so, like you said, it's kind of a journey and mm-hmm. it is really just like being confident in your own decision-making. Like right. you are not going to make the right decision hundred percent of the time. And the people around right. you who love you want you to make the right decision. But then the day, right. like you need to be comfortable. Like you are the one who has to do it and deal with the consequences. Mm-hmm. So like, I always say there are consequences to everything. I think people think that's a negative word. It's a neutral word. It can be positive or negative consequences. And so if you do what you want to do and let's say it's wrong, well, you deal with the consequences of it being wrong, but you did what you wanted to do. If you do what they told you to do and it's right, you are, I mean, the positive consequences of the decision being right. But then the whole time you may be second guessing, like, I wish I did it this way. I'm living with regret whatever that right. is. And so there's always two sides to it and mm-hmm. life is full of choices. So just kind of getting comfortable with figuring out like what you want to get done, what's important to you, and then following through with that is super important. 
Correct. And knowing that when you make those choices and certain outcomes tend to unfold, that if it goes in a way you didn't like, then the next go around of a choice that you get that's similar, you've learned something to then make a better step forward. Just like on for swimming, if you've missed a wall in a flip turn, you know that same time you're going to go after that next wall because it ain't going to move anywhere you are going to have the capability of going and making sure you don't miss that turn. So it's always just giving yourself the, okay, all right, it happened. I can't go back. And then continuing to move forward because just, just like goals, things are going to fail. They're not always going to be a success, but one failure doesn't mean that you don't go after another goal. 100%. Where can people find you? I know like some people may be wanting to like just kind of get to know you a little bit more, what you're doing, how they can tap into your resources. Where can they find you and kind of get involved with you? Yeah. So the best source on where to find me is my Instagram page. It's the official coach Liz. I am a person who loves to chat. I'm of all service and ears and shooting me a DM, I will more than happy be replying as soon as I can. Another way is I have a website. It's called Coach Liz Fit. A lot of my background information is on that website. The particular services I provide are on there as well, especially for the former athlete support program. Um, That's definitely a newer baby of mine, but something that is not not going to end. It's only going to continue getting stronger. So um, those are definitely two resources of where to find me. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure all of that is linked in the description box for anybody who is interested. Uh, Please reach out. This is awesome. Great energy, as you can tell. Um, And just super genuine about like her passions around this. So I want to thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure this will definitely help our audience. That is all I have for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. I enjoyed having Liz on. She has, of course, like I said at the end, great energy and is really passionate about helping former athletes. So like I mentioned before, her information will be linked in the description box below. With that said, let's hop into housekeeping. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast. If you'd like to get more involved in our community, please feel free to follow us on social media. We're everywhere, but definitely most active on Instagram and on YouTube. Also, if you love what we're doing and like to give to us, please consider giving to us on Patreon. In exchange for your recurring gift, you will get exclusive content on everything that's going on behind the scenes at RCA. So if you have the means, we'd love to see you support in that way. Other than that, that is all I have for today. So I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week and I cannot wait to talk to you guys on Thursday for our solo cast.